Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are joined by Ryan Kieran, also of Pat's Pulpit. We're going to, uh, inspired by Tommy Karn, break down our 10 best Patriots of the Belichick era with a little bit of a twist. Uh, and we're also another draft today, and the draft is going to be best helmets of all time. It's going to be a good one. So stick around and let's cue, and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. All right, fellas, we're back. And uh, listen, I, that was a lot of fun last week. I got screwed with the number two pick. I got screwed. And, and uh, you know, it, it just it, it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, it's listen, uh, oh, I don't oh, know how one. Spags did it, but he cheated because <laughs> I had I had the greatest like early days Patriot, the, the most prolific scorer. Like I, I just I killed it. And then Spags won in a landslide, beat us by like 20 points. It's just because he's so handsome. That's exactly why. The lady's getting in there. <laughs> it was rigged, he says. Oh, man. Well, it's, you know, what are you going to do? What are you, people like Spags. And you know what? Not only that, I didn't we didn't even say, we didn't even say who was, right? We did it anonymously. Yep. So We're doing it again this week. Keep your comments because... to yourself. Keep your comments <laughs> <Yeah>. to yourself. <laughs> you want to you see a landslide? We put Spags' name on there, and he retweets it. He's going to get 98% of the vote. Yeah, yeah, and right, me and Pat right. will get one. So... <laughs> People will vote against me because it's me. So they'll be like, oh, pass yeah. through that guy. I'll vote against exactly. me. Exactly. I'll retweet it, and they'll be like, no. <laughs> Anyways, we're joined by Kieran today. Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to see you. I don't think we've talked to you since uh, since the live yeah. draft show. Yeah, live draft. I've been, I've been they, on a little high ace, a little Twitter yeah, high they, ace. They, I'm uh, recharging they the draft batteries. draft Mac Jones, that. and he just yeah. he, he literally fell off. He, he hey, I mean, did what he was going to do. Fell you off guys face can of the go earth. to my profile, at Ryan underscore Kieran on Twitter, and you will see I'm Mac Jones fan extraordinaire. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but batteries recharging. I'm ready for the season to get going. I'm ready to get that content started back up. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited. Very nice. Very nice. Dog in the background. Very yeah, excited to be via yeah. the camera. Here's some noise. Uh, you got to get in the attention. There you go. By the way, for those of you watching on the YouTube, I do have the Toronto Raptors jersey throwback. Damon Stoudemire looks to be a new coach for the Boston Celtics. And so I had to rep my boy, Damon. 
He's like my favorite player of all time. It's a weird, it's just a strange, like, I know it's bizarre that like a player for the Toronto Raptors who went to college in Arizona is my favorite player of all time, but he is. And now he's going to be coaching. Especially coming from someone who's stolen a pass from Allen Iverson. It's very true. It's a good point. Yeah. He was my favorite. And then he got taken down a few levels. If you could could steal it from him, he's he's a bump. (laughs) No respect. (laughs) That's it. So, yeah. It's like Groucho Marx is like, I don't want to be, I refuse to join any club that would have Mm. me as a member. Um, So anyways, uh, so what we're going to do is I mentioned at the top here, we're going to, we're going to break down our top 10 players of the Belichick era. What we're going to do, however, by the way, inspired by Tommy Curran, of course, uh, who's done this, I think with the last few years, he's in the top 50 Patriots of, of the Belichick era. So of course, in his list, he includes Brady because he's obviously number one, but he includes him on the list. We're not doing that. We're not including Tom Brady because everyone knows Tom Brady's going to be number one. So we're like, oh, well, let's have 10 other guys on the list. So we're doing the top 10 players outside of Tom Brady. So this would be 2 through 11 for us of the Bill Belichick era. We are going to start at 10 or at 11, however you want to do it, because it's not a surprise, right? Or it is a surprise, I guess, right? That that number one, uh, that number one pick. So we're going to go kind of go around the room. We'll start with 10 and then work our way down. Uh, Keegan, why don't you lead us off, my friend, with your yeah. 10th, 11. Let's just do 10th. I mean, I this is too confusing. We'll just say, yeah. we'll just say our we'll 10th. We'll say top 10, no Brady. This, this is the yep. Brady list. Yes. The, the Brady, Brady list, list, and then exactly. we get our top 10 players. Yeah, so I'll go back from 10 to 10 to 1. 10 and 9 are a tie for me, but I did put one ahead of the other. I have Mike Vrabel at 10, Willie McGinnis at 9. Willie McGinnis is far and away a better player, but, I mean, Mike Vrabel is just the, the, all the tight end stuff. Being, I think Belichick called him the smartest player he's ever coached, just – he had all the intangibles. McGinnis had all the talent, and they, you know, they worked across from each other for three, four, five years, um, and it was a hell of a tandem. So I had those ten and nine. Number eight, Devin McCourty. Oh wait, do we want to hold on? I think we do. We want to go. Do we want to do everyone? I thought we were going to do like each. Uh, what do you guys think about doing this? He just listed a couple. Let's do like ten through six, and then we'll go five one at a time to one. Uh, all right. So number eight, I have Devin McCourty. Um, phenomenal player he doesn't really have the accolades even though he should um but he's a guy who he made the switch from cornerback to safety led he's led the secondary for a decade now um phenomenal player vince wilfork one of the most underrated players of the generation that's a hall of fame guy who i don't know if he'll get in just because the nose tackle position is kind of dead um but a hall of fame type player and then number six before we we cut it off who should be the first belichick hall of famer Richard Seymour. I mean, if he doesn't get in next year, it's the Hall of Fame's doing something wrong. So um, from 10 to 6, I had Vrabel, McGinnis, McCourty, Will Fork, Seymour. All right. I like it. I like it. Kieran. All right. So uh, real quick, I just want to say I put a heavy premium on pure talent. You know, I, I included a lot of factors, but pure talent got like a majority of the vote. So there are a couple names here, and I'll get to honor- honorable mentions later, that I – would have that probably had like better Patriots careers, but I put a premium on talent here. So my number 10 is Randy Moss, short tenure, didn't win a ring, obviously was in the most disappointing game of the Belichick era, but you have arguably the greatest receiver of all time who had his prime in here, set records. He's my number 10. Number nine is Richard Seymour. Uh, good case that he should have been higher, um, but yeah, should be the first Belichick Hall of Famer, core piece of the early years. Uh, and Adam Vinatieri at eight, most clutch kicks of all time, most, you know, arguably one of the only Hall of Fame kickers of all time. 
Number seven, I have Teddy Bruschi, one of the exceptions to that premium talent role. He was never a top-tier player, but you just he was the face of that defense in the early 2000s. Can't have this list without him. Six, Julian Edelman. Again, probably a little bit lower than you guys have him because I put a premium on like top-tier talent, but also one of the faces of this later dynasty and DSDM list. So that's my six. I like it. For me, I got uh, Rodney Harrison, 10. I think that's a guy that, Considering the circumstances, right, um, people forget they cut Lawyer Malloy for him, who was the leader of that defense, one of the, the, the true cornerstones of that franchise before Belichick. I know, you know, he didn't play there, uh, you know, for too long under him, but when you talk about the first Super Bowl, they won his impact on the team. Harrison had big shoes to fill, came in, uh, won two rings with them, was, you know, had a bad reputation around the league, came in here and, and you know, ultimately uh, – you know, his career kind of took off, obviously, Hall of Famer. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, nine. Uh, that might get a lot of heat there. Um, obviously, the the big kicks, the clutch kicks, but he's nine on my list. Uh, I got Richard Seymour, eight. Randy Moss, seven. And Willie McGinnis, six. Uh, I think what we'll see here is a lot of people will have, you know, similar guys ranked, you know, sometime in, uh, you know, a lot of different inside the top ten. Um, but I kind of just based mine off tenure, with talent, obviously Moss Moss may be the most, outside of Brady, the most talented player Belichick's ever had when you speak about what he did here. Um, but like you said, didn't win a ring, was only here for a few seasons, but I feel like you have to put him in here uh, because of the record-setting year and really what he did for Brady. I mean, kind of his career took off after that. That's a good list. That's a good list. Uh, all right, so for me, number 10, Adam Vinatieri, because, I mean, it's Adam. I mean, how can you – if he doesn't hit that kick in the snow – None of this happens, right? Think about the, and this is one of those crazy things where you think about if Adam misses that kick in the snow, Brady ends 2001 without winning a playoff game. And so, yeah, I guess you probably keep him and trade blood. So, but how does the fan base feel about a, about a player who sucked in the snow in his one playoff game and then lost Right, and then got bailed out by a call that didn't matter. Right, didn't win a playoff game, and you just signed this guy for a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract, and now you're going to trade him when you have you know a guy who has zero playoff wins behind him. So that was, would have been really interesting to see what happened if he had missed that kick. But anyways, you know who knows what happens after that. Rodney Harrison, number nine on my list. My dad and I talked about this, but like three games in. Three games into his career, he's already my favorite Patriot. I mean, like, the guy was an absolute monster. Just a missile on the field, killing people. Uh, so he was awesome. Ty Law is number eight. Law is one of the best one of the best corners of all time. Uh, he was obviously only here from 01, you know, 01 to 04. But he won three championships with them. He was one of the best players on the defenses. The 03, 04 defenses were just foolish. And he was one of the best players on the defense. And so he's on that list. Uh, Devin McCourty. Because McCordy again is one of those guys, man, that Bill just it's so he's so important to what Belichick does. He's the quarterback of the defense. He's he's fantastic. So uh and then Matt Light is my sixth player on the list as well. Look, left tackle forever, dominant player from day one. Um, and so uh so Matt Light is uh, is my sixth guy there. Yeah, so we're coming back to me, five yep. through one. I didn't explain my list earlier, but I will do a little bit of it now. Um, it was a mix between just pure talent. Obviously, you got to have the talented guys there. And then I thought, you know, it's a Belichick-era draft. Who are the guys that Belichick would go to war with? Just yep. the guys that feel 
like they belong to a Bill Belichick team. So that's kind of how I look uh, at it. Just to clarify, are we doing just our, we're going around with all of our fives or are we doing five to one each person? It's up to you guys. I, I was going to do just five to one, but we can do five and then four, then three. You want to do that? Yeah, we can, we can do that. Let's do that. So for my fifth pick, I had Gronk, just a guy that he ended up taking a flyer on. He obviously saw the talent, but with the injury history at Arizona, um, took a flyer on him when I don't think anybody else would have touched him. And he ended up becoming the greatest tight end of all time in the system that Belichick, you know, chooses to to run on offense. And out of all the players on my list, I think he fits Belichick the least. Just that they're nothing alike. But it's that beautiful thing where these two guys have nothing in common, but they create magic together. And Gronk's the greatest that's ever played his position. Um, he fell a little bit to five just the way it ended and, you know, the refusing to retire until after the draft and free agency and stuff like that. So um, it is a, a tough ending, but the career, that that nine-year stretch where when you had him on the field, you were going to win the football game. That's kind of just how it went. If he was if he was playing, you guys were going to win. So uh, Gronk at five. And then I think it's to me. Uh, my five is Devin McCourty, probably my favorite Patriot of all time, for being honest. Uh, his accolades, if you were to like, just go to his Wikipedia, they look a little underwhelming because just he was never the best safety in the league really at any point in his career, but he was always like second, third, or fourth for the past 10 years now. Uh, just you think of the – when for me, when you think of this this second run, this defense, it's this guy and it's Devin McCourty and one other guy who I'll get to in a minute. But Devin McCourty, probably my favorite player of all time uh, for the Patriots, and one, I think he's criminally underrated both league-wide and still even in Patriots fan base. Yeah, he's, he's my number five too, and Ryan, he's missed five games in his career. Mm-hmm. Five. That's incredible, especially at the safety position, how physical you have to be, especially how involved he is in, in that defense. Uh, to have that longevity at that position, um, obviously. And some devils, his, too. Yeah, right, yeah. Which one, him or Jason? I don't know. Well, I, you got to go with Devin. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got McCourty 5 as well for all the reasons you listed it and obviously the longevity, too. One, Devin, too. I mean, the, the other thing about Devin is that here's a guy who was a uh, Pro Bowl corner his, his rookie year. And then all of a sudden couldn't play corner, but made the transition to safety. And and not many guys can do that and, and play it at a high level, right? Some guys have to make the transition to safety in, later in their career, like Charles Woodson or something like that. But you know, that wasn't the case. He just switched it to safety and was fine. So uh, number five on my list is Vince. Look, I mean, we've talked about Vince already, but the thing about Vince to me is that he's a true nose, right? And, and I think it was Kieran said it like he may not make the he may not make the Hall of Fame because of who he is, because his stats don't look great or whatever. But, like, for a nose tackle, I can't think of a better true nose than him. He's just He was so dominant in the run game, and he showed up in the passing game at times, too. He just he was a phenomenal player. And so, to me, I just think, I think that that's a situation. More, more, more career INTs than Jamal Adams. That's very true. He does. Never forget. Um, Most overrated player in football. It's very true. Ah, I mean, Facts. anytime, anytime you can trade two first round picks for him, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but but anyways, but Vince is just he's just that guy. Uh, he was a, he was an absolute monster, and so uh, for that reason, he's he's five on my list. Yeah, and we talked. I said Gronk was the greatest tight end of all time. Vince Wilfork's the best nose tackle of all time. Right. And you know, there aren't as many nose tackles as, as tight ends, obviously, but there was no one better at at doing that job than Vince Wilfork. Um, so we're going to number four. I have Dante Hightower. I wanted to put him up higher. Um, 
I don't think anyone other than Tom Brady has influenced the way the Patriots play, whether they're on the field or not, than Dante Hightower. I mean, you you see it. The three Super Bowls he's played in, he's made two plays, the, the Marshawn Lynch tackle and the strip sack of Matt Ryan, yep. that completely turned the game on its head and gave the Patriots a chance to win. And then in 18, if Edelman had like four less catches, he wins MVP. It's between him and like Ryan Allen. So um, just a monster. And then 17, he misses the Super Bowl. They let up, what, with 41 points yep. to a god-awful Eagles offense. Just that guy influences the way the team plays. And then you saw it last year, missed the season. They couldn't stop a nosebleed uh, in, in the running game. And he's also – he's one of those guys where he came in and he was immediately a Bill Belichick disciple. He came from the Nick Saban tree and just like soaked in everything New England and just became, you know, the the leader in the middle of the defense. He just took it right over from Gerard Mayo day one. So um, Dante Hightower at number four. Another one of the most underrated players of, of the Belichick era. My number four is Ty Law. This is actually a literal like five seconds ago switch that I had. I initially had him a little higher thinking about it with my next couple guys. I dropped him just a little bit. When I think of like great cornerbacks, Ty Law is the first one that comes to my mind. You know, he's not the greatest cornerback of all time, but he was my favorite player as a young kid. Um, he's cool as hell. The only reason that I dropped him a little bit is because his Belich- actual Belichick tenure was a little bit shorter than I remembered. You know, he left after that third Super Bowl. Uh, I thought in my head he had a couple more years after that. But two-time All-Pro, wasn't a Belichick draft pick, so he doesn't count for that, but he is a Hall of Famer. You know, the iconic pick six in the Super Bowl, uh, just one of my favorite players of all time, absolute stud. Uh, him and him and Lawyer Malloy, coolest players to ever wear a Patriot uniform. Just <laughs> stronger. No one cooler. Those like 95 pictures, 96, mm-hmm. where they're wearing do-rags and just oh, yeah. killing that them. One, oh, yeah. That one from the uh, Belichick Parcells 30 for 30, where there was a team yep. picture, but he was knelt down right next to Belichick. That was, the my profile. that was my Twitter Abby for like six months. It was just so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. My number four, Gronk. Um, Keegan, you touched on it a little bit. I, I think when you look at how important he was to their offense, especially um, he blossomed right after Moss, right? Brady just replaces – Randy Moss leaves, Gronkowski comes in. And when you talk about, to his rookie year, like how hard it is, we talk about it all the time, for tight ends to come into the league and learn that position. And truly, like TJ Hawkinson, for example, right? Obviously a high pick. Everyone kind of wrote him off year one. They just don't understand how difficult it is to be able to learn that position and produce. Uh, and what did he have? Like ten, ten touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, ten, ten touchdowns, touchdowns as a rookie. Um, you know, as the years went, as the games went on, Brady started to get more trust in him. He's very hard on him. Uh, best player at his position of all time. Um, and like, uh, you know, people are a little sour about how, the way it ended, but I think that's a player when you look back, uh, when he's all done, maybe in the next five to 10 years, you'll really appreciate what he did here more. So, uh, Rob Gronkowski for what he went three, three rings. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Uh, number four for me is Teddy. Bruschi just, I mean, I think I think when he retired, right, Bill got on and said he's the perfect player, right? He's the perfect player. And so that, to me, is is enough, right? And Teddy's a guy that worked his way into the league, you know, and Ryan mentioned earlier, like, he, he doesn't have, didn't have all the talent. Now, he, he, he finished as, I believe, the career sack leader uh, in the Pac-10 uh, ever. Um, but, yep. you know, as, as an NFL guy, being a – really an undersized D end to go to a middle linebacker at that size. I mean, it's crazy, you know, and he just, he embodied and epitomized what the Patriots were back in the day, right? Ripping that, um, 
ripping that ball out of you know away in the Colts game was was insane. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that ever. And for him to do that, you know, it just embodied what the Patriots were and why they were always so much better than the Colts. Uh, and Bruschi, for that reason, is four on my list. Oh, it's to me. Uh, it number three, Adam Vinatieri. You don't win two Super Bowls without him. And if you put every specialist in the history of the league into a draft, he's the number one guy. If, if you're picking one, it's going to be him. So um, greatest to ever do it at his position. Delivered you, hand-delivered you two Super Bowls. Um, definitely 0-1 without those two kicks. Like, you don't even sniff going to the Super Bowl. He kicked the one in the snow to make it go to the overtime. And then he had the game winner on top of it. So um, just a legend, absolute best. When you're, when you're that good and you've influenced the team that much, he's got to be that high for me. So Vinatieri at three. Yeah, my number three is Vince Wolfork. You guys have already touched on it. Um, Keem was the one that said, you know, I don't know if he's all of Famer, but he should be. It's, it's really a shame if he's not. Uh, you know, he has he has a first-team All-Pro. He has three more second teams, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time champion. I know NFL is not like NBA where they include college in it, but he was a national champion at Miami. Uh, just – you know, one of when I think of that middle group of Patriots, he spans the end of the first era, that entire middle era where they were consistently great but couldn't win, and then that third, uh, and then he finished his career with another Super Bowl in the Seahawks one. Just maybe the ultimate Patriot, in my opinion. Uh, one of my favorite, again, another one of my favorite players of all time. Another one that was the best player at his position at his peak, and he was there for a long time and just really an anchor of the defense through that middle period. The only reason – you could make an argument he's higher, and it's just that timing. It's like he was, like, slightly luckier than Mankins, where Mankins came in right after they won one and left right before. He just got to get those bookends instead. For me, Teddy Bruschi, Pat, for everything you said, uh, and people forget too, right? He came back from the stroke. He, uh, If you haven't read the book, The Dynasty, um, it's unbelievable. They talk a lot about – that year, how he was so crushed, you know, had to retire and, um, you know, he, he really missed it and, and went into Belichick's office and basically, you know, he was like, you need to get clearance from this, this, this. He did came back and, and was a, the biggest, um, you know, you talk about Hightower being the heart of the defense. That was him. I mean, number 24 and 54, if you wear that in New England, you're different. Like, yeah. spe- it, Unless you're like, uh, who was his name? Cyrus Jones wore it for a little bit. Uh, other than that, yeah, like like if you games. wear those two numbers, like it's like 87. You do you retire it because of Coates and Gronk, like 54, Brewski, High Tower, like they should, David yeah, Gibbons. David Givens too, right? So it's like the uh, anti- that'd be a little cool thing. Like instead of retiring numbers, is just 17, like 17, 17, 17, yeah, yeah it's, it's Aaron Dobson, uh, AB goes on. We it's, won't talk it's, about that. It's the anti, those numbers are the anti 17, yeah. No, you're right though. That game, when he came back against the Bills, I think on a Sunday night, and that was yep. Foxborough was so freaking loud that night. It was uh, seeing him run out of the. I mean, I still get chills thinking about it. Like seeing him come out of the tunnel, like what the hell was he doing on the field? You know, and it just it was unbelievable. Um, so three on my list is Richard Seymour. For you know, we've already talked about it. Like he just was dominant. He's just an absolute force. And uh, and again, you know, should be should be the first Belichick Hall of Famer, and and uh, and, and very very well deserved. Yeah, n- number two for me, Teddy Bruschi, my favorite football player of all time. I grew up idolizing Teddy Bruschi. When I first signed up for football, they gave me number sixty eight, and I I walked up to my coach. I was eight, and I told him, if I don't have fifty four, I'm quitting because that it was. <laughs> I'm a Teddy Bruschi guy. So, my favorite football player of all time. And Spags talked about the dynasty t- being a great book. 
Never Give Up, his book mm-hmm. of, you know, the comeback after the stroke. He tells a story where he, he used to wake up in the middle of the night when his wife would feed his newborn son and he couldn't see the left side of the, the clock because, you know, the blindness in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and he woke up one day and he could see it. He could see the little battery sign on the clock. And he was like, oh, sh- I think I can play again. Like, if I can see, that's all I need. Like, that, that's all I need to play. So um, that story alone, like, has him in the top ten. And then the big moments, the clutch plays, being the leader in the middle of the defense. And as you talked about earlier, Pat, he's he's an undersized defensive end, and he's too slow to play linebacker. And he ended up doing both at a very high level. So um, that's a guy – you, you can't help but respect, you know, the kind of player that he was. So Teddy Bruce getting number two for me. And my number two is the other 54. It's Dante Hightower. Uh, outside of Tom Brady, no one influenced the three Super Bowls in the in the second half of the dynasty more than Dante Hightower. He had a case for MVP. He was like MVP runner-up in all three of them in my eyes. Yep. Um, I mean, technically James White in the Falcons won because Brady won it, even though White should have. But he, he, had the un, he was the unsung hero of all three of them. He's consistently been, other than when he was had that couple-year stretch of injuries and he was working back from that, he's consistently been a top-tier linebacker, the best run-stuffing linebacker and the best pass-rushing off-ball linebacker in football, even now. Uh, obviously, he took last year off, but he went out as the best pass-rushing off-ball linebacker in football. Just does it all, gives them so much freedom. I, I hope he's back to his form in 2019 because we'll see the difference that he makes on this defense uh, my number two Patriot of the Belichick era is Dante me Hightower. too. My favorite stat of uh, like might be of all time that I dug up and he actually retweeted it last year dur- during COVID just digging around trying to find something to, that was cool. And Dante Hightower since his freshman year at Alabama has his season has ended, has not ended in a major championship game only three times. It was um, he played in like the Capital One Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and then they lost in the Wild Card game in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that dude's been literally played the highest of stages for the last 11 years of his career, and has played in every single one of them. Um, when you talk about that guy's been in the leagues, when did he come in? 2012. Yep. 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 Up. Uh, other than 2019, his season has hasn't ended no less than the AFC Championship game. Right. Like. Come on, man. Like, that's crazy. I mean, you obviously come from Alabama. You know the, the, the history there. But to then to do it in the pros, he's a winner, man. That's right in the heart of your defense, somebody that knows how to win big football games. And so to do it immediately. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like, that, that first drive of that uh, 20, scoop after the, and score, right? Yeah, Chandler Jones strip sack, Hightower picked it up and scored. Like, yeah. first drive of that game, first drive of their careers. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pissed at myself because I did not have Hightower on my list. And, you know, the thing is for me is that I think I went. I think like, we all know we should have done a list. Sorry to cut you off, Brady Edelman. The way it's trending that way, by the way. So yeah. Um, but you know, my the problem is I went with like a lot of like early guys because I love like those early teams. Well, that's also school, you, you know, know I mean? like, yeah. I was gonna say that's like a little age difference. We're a little younger yeah. than you are, so that was kind of yeah. Well, our our like peak fandom growing up was these later guys. Right Your there. peak right. fandom growing up was those early guys. Right, right. Those were like my childhood favorite players, and these are these. Newer guys right. are like my teens now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, my my number two on my list is Edelman. Um, he's he's a little bit lower. It seems like than you guys have him. Look, I get to talk about him first though, so that's good. Uh, you know, look, I mean, he's arguably the the best receiver Bella, uh, that Brady ever had. Obviously, at Randy Moss. So, like, you know, Randy Moss a better receiver overall, but like, clutch. I mean, the clutch plays that he made in 2014. The two 
you know, that drive, and people forget this, but in 2014, they're down 24-14 in the, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against the best defense probably in NFL history because if they win that game, they beat the, the Manning and Brady in back-to-back Super Bowls. They'd be considered the greatest defense of all time. And Brady would be 3-3. Three and three. People yep. forget about that. Yeah, and, and so – People forget about it too because of you know the next one was the Falcons comeback, but that was the biggest fourth quarter comeback in NFL in Super Bowl history at that right. time. It's right. not yeah. like that wasn't just a comeback; that was the biggest comeback of all time. And then they correct, just yeah, there was no the chance. There was no right. chance they were going to win, and it was what third and seventeen because mm-hmm. they yep. get a sack on the first play of the game, that, on the first play of the drive. Then I think they got a one yard pass uh, on second down, and then he steps up and hits Edelman across the middle and just. Apps, Cam Chancellor launched, blew him up, led with his head, blew him up. And he says, I love getting hit. Oh, God, what a lunatic that guy is. And then he made another one uh, on third down by the end zone. You know, uh, I think it was like third and third and eight or something like that at like the 15, 16 yard line or something like that. So, you know, another huge play. So he just, that's, he just, and then of course, catches the game winner, but he just over and over and over and over again consistently you know obviously wins mvp in, in the other super bowl catches the you know has the ridiculous catch in the falcon super bowl i mean it just he just anytime you needed him he was always there to always get it done and i think you know if you're going to include and i you know if you're going to include playoff performance which i think you should he has a case for the hall of fame is it a great case maybe not does he deserve to be in first ballot no absolutely not but what he did in the league, the type of player he was and the performances that he put on on the biggest stage, in my opinion, make it so that he should be considered for the end for the Hall of Fame. Now, whether they'll get in or not, I thing, don't know, but he, but he deserves consideration. The other thing, too, is when Welker left, they gave big money to Amendola. Yep. And then Amendola went down early that year, I think, with a hamstring. He was banged up, and Edelman just kind of blossomed <laughs> into that role because they really didn't have another slot guy um, and took off from there. So, I mean, his career... You know, like they, he really wasn't. I, I'm sure they had a plan for him because he did be able to find some snaps and got some catches with an with an offense with Randy Moss and Wes Welker. I mean, he talks about his rookie year. Joey Galloway was in there, like he was in the in that room with some really talented wide receivers. So um, he just earned Brady's trust. The way he got into the league too, like Brady was a Bay Area guy, and and he needed a guy out there to catch some passes, and he was the first one there. Um, I just think when you talk about his mindset too and the, and the way he, he played, I think that should be factored. I wish they'd factor stuff like that into the NFL, but obviously everybody would have a case because well, you have to sacrifice so much. But. And you're mentioning, you know, you mentioned that in 2013. Remember, he came back on a one year veterans minimum contract because yep. he went out and no one like offered him a contract. The Giants, the Giants, yeah. with the yeah. Giants, the Giants and a, Packers. Right. They offered him a veterans minimum contract. And he's like, well, I might as well just stay in New England if that's the case. Like, whatever, you know? And then, of course, like you said, Amdola goes down. He plays well. He gets a four-year deal after that. Like, it just, you know, things ended up working out that way. But, like, they almost lost him. And they were letting him walk. They just say, yeah, see you later. You know, we'll give you a veteran's minute if you want to come back. And and he came back for nothing. And, you know, thank God he did. It's just crazy how it works like that, you know? Yeah, and he's my number one. It's Edelman for me. Um, th- my favorite thing about Edelman is, I think, Curran pointed out in his article was, the first glimpse of, of hope that you, you had with him was in 2009 in that playoff game against the Ravens. He's the only person that even showed up to the stadium that day. Like, no one else was ready to play. They looked like dog shit. And then he goes out there and catches two touchdowns in the first playoff game he ever plays. Like, 
that's just the kind of dude that he was. He he was a gamer and he, he came to play every single snap of every day. And then he, he you know, he carried that on the rest of his career. Every playoff game he was in, he had a a great moment or he put up great numbers. Just and and the big reason I had him as number one on my list, I think him I think he's the only player that can kind of reach the level of crazy that Bill Belichick is. Like they're both tapped. There's there's something wrong with the both of them. So um they're they're on the same level together of like eat, sleep, breathe football. And, you know, he did it for so long and he he did it through so many injuries and so much shit that he probably didn't or shouldn't have had to deal with and, and he dealt with it and he he kept pushing forward. So he's number one for me by far. I think it wasn't a question for me. It was like Brady's easily number one, Edelman's number two. So the one uh, the one challenge, one. the one challenge I'll throw on you. Two thousand nine, that game, Edelman showed up. The only other guy to show up was Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk That's right. balled out. I mean, listen, he didn't he didn't do much, but he had six catches, fourteen carries, fifty two yards. So, I mean their defense was suffocating and dominating, but like he was out there busting his ass and everyone else just sucked. And so uh so without, Kevin the only other guy, you know, without yeah. And, but without Edelman, that would be known as the Ray the Ray Rice game. So shout out to Julian Edelman for you know taking that out of the history books. Yeah, I'll I'll be the the fly on the wall. I mean a little bit here. I did uh, you know I had Edelman six. I mentioned it's like I said at the beginning. I put a premium on talent here, and the reason he was six is because the top five in my opinion are all guys that I would say should be Hall of Famers, Pro Football Hall of Famers, not just Patriot Hall of Famers. If you're talking about the contributions to the Patriots portion. He is on my list. He's probably only right behind Dante Hightower, if not above Hightower. Um, my number one is Gronk, greatest tight end of all time. Again, someone mentioned it before. I think it was Spags. You go from Randy Moss to Gronk. You lose Moss, but you gain that top-tier you know, pass catcher that's the best-ass position that no one can do anything about, and you just extend Brady's reign. You keep the Patriots' offense moving along. And you, they, they really – Brady and Gronk and Moss first, but Brady, Moss, and Gronk really shifted the identity of the Patriots – from a defensive team to an offensive team. Like the early 2000s, Bill Belichick was his defensive mastermind and they just did what they had to do on offense to go win. And then from about 2007 through like 2015 that or 2014, that, that was just, that was all offense and they were just hiding the defense for half a decade and they were able to do it and still play at a high level because of Brady, Gronk and Moss, uh, you know, obviously went out on a little bit sour terms. Pat will, you know, complain all day about losing Jared Cook because of Gronk's delayed retirement. But, you know, if, if you're holding out those, those you know ill feelings towards him once he retires once he gets some time once he goes with the Patriots in the NFL Hall of Fame I hope it comes back to you because that is outside of Tom Brady the most talented Patriots player that may ever put on the uniform I agree you guys know my one so let's get in this helmet or well my number one is the same as Ryan's shocking yeah. in a shocking yeah. turn of events is. Gronk's my that number one shocking. because because he's just he's freaking Gronk I mean like He's the best player. He's like the best player. Like, I just, what am I yeah. going to do? Not put him number one? Ah, yeah. I hated the way he left. I'm still pissing him about it. I'm sour about it. I'm going to be sour about it probably forever. But it is what it is. And, you know, I you can't deny the the talent level out of Gronk. And so he's my number one. I will say, um, I don't know if you guys read Tom Curran's article, like, saying that he was coming out with the top 50. And he, he mentioned that Gronk was nine when he did it in 2015, and he might not move up because of the way that he left. And he mentioned, one, the retirement, and two, threatening to blow up the Patriots' salary cap if they didn't trade him. He was never coming back to play in New England last year. He basically gave you a chance to get a free draft pick to send him to go play with Tom Brady. So then you got to go root for Gr- Brady and Gronk instead of just Brady. 
in the Super Bowl this yeah. year. So anyone who's if you want to be mad about the retirement, I disagree with you. I, I think there's an argument you can be made. I won't call you crazy for that. If you're mad that he then wanted to come back and they traded him to Tampa to go play with Brady, like get out of here on that part. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be very clear. I had him at number six. It has nothing to do with the retirement. Couldn't care less. That's just mm-hmm. the way my brain works is I, yeah, I thought I mean, of it's, a bunch of other guys and wrote them down first. So. There were the, I have a couple honorable mentions that I could make a case should have been top five. Like my honorable mentions were William McGinnis, Matt Slater, Matt Light, Logan Mankins, Mike Vrabel was my yep. next five off the list. I could have made arguments for all those to push top five, and they didn't even make my official list. So it's it's Which not an easy yeah. challenge. It's very true, very true. Troy Troy Brown too, and we talked about yep. it a little bit off Troy air. Brown, no. Me Keegan because Troy, you know, great player obviously, but you know, really really had one. Two phenomenal years with, well, I guess three because oh, 2000, I suppose, but three great years of Belichick was here up to 07, but like really didn't do anything after the 03 season. So, uh, really after the 02 season. So, and then Gilmore and Wes Welker. Like, I mean, yeah. the numbers Wes Welker put up were stupid. He didn't win any Super Bowls, but the numbers he put up were ridiculous. So, uh, you know, guys that, that I think are just outside. So, anyways, uh, as, as Bag said, we're going to get into a draft this week. Our draft this week is the best helmets in NFL history. So uh, this is inspired by the fact that the NFL just came out with new rules saying you can now wear more than one helmet next year, supposedly. And then there's all sorts of red tape because the NFL sucks. But nevertheless, it's really like three years from now. But it's that's so stupid. Whatever. But, but regardless. Uh, so we're like, oh, let's do let's do the best helmets of all time. So we are going to do a draft. Uh, of the best helmets of all time, similar to what we did last year. We're going to put out another graphic. We'll have four people this time. And again, it will be anonymous. Spags absolutely crushed Keegan and I last week uh, with his team. He had a solid team. Solid team. I'm not salty about it at all. He had a solid team. And, uh, and that's the way it goes. So uh, this week, the order is going to be Ryan Kieran, me, Spags, Keegan, and of course, it's the snake draft. So then we'll go Keegan, Spags, me. Kieran and then Kieran, blah, blah, blah. You, you got it. So we're doing four rounds again, I believe. Uh, and so we're going to start us off. Ryan, Kieran, All right. start us off. Uh, I'm a little bit bummed that I got the first overall pick because I have a I have a top five, and I was really hoping to just guarantee myself two of them. I'm a little bit out there. I didn't realize we were going to be doing voting. I'm willing to bet that I will come in last in voting here because I, I feel yes. like my list is a little out there. Um, <laughs> my first overall pick, and I also want to say I don't have – team allegiances when it comes to this stuff i think that the yankees logo is the best logo sports logo of all time so just you know divisions anything like that doesn't play in here my first overall pick is the dolphins 1997 to 2012 helmet i i love the fit i love the dolphin with the helmet on it dolphins colors are some of my favorite in sports candy ass but it works especially for miami it fits their vibe really well um dolphins have always been a team i've struggled to hate even as a um, division rival and as a division rival that no matter how good they are gives the Patriots problems um, but I, I've always loved their uniforms loved their helmets I think that that helmet was their prime before they went to this like you know business analyst type dolphin logo uh, so dolphin 1997 to 2012 helmet is my first that that cartoon dolphin is very cool like we mm-hmm. talk about cool yeah so cool like what's like his he name like to, Finn he like he wants to fight you He's, yeah, awesome. He's like pissed off. The sun just... around him, the helmet on it, smoking a butt, like you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ripping six. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm pretty pumped because I have my number one pick. I'm getting second overall. I'm pretty excited about it. San Diego Chargers. I mean, come on now, San Diego Chargers with the lightning bolt and the number. I mean, come on. So now. real quick, do you want do you want the the LA Chargers like right now? 
No, 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 no. Or you like want the that, old school? With yeah, the back in the day like, with the with the nineteen sixties, like Lance. Like the, yeah, sixties, early seventies. Okay. Oh man, those Jer- those helmets are dope as hell. Uh, again, with the with the lightning bolt and the number underneath it, I can't beat it. So that's my that's my uh, that's my pick. There. It's great. Before before Spags goes real quick, I just want to say about those helmets. They used to they did it all the way up until last year. They used to put each player's number on the chin strap. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's very just a slight little thing. I I used to want the Patriots to do that so bad. Like that'd be awesome if the Patriots did that. And then yeah. I, I don't know if the NFL told them they couldn't do it because the Chiefs used to do it too, and they don't do it anymore. So huh. it's tough. But it, that was I like that. That was a nice little wrinkle to it. There you go. For me, I get my number one pick, and I'm biased, and I'll probably win because people will sound me the Pat Patriot helmet. I'm a I'm a sucker for the white helmets. I think it just looks so clean. And I always say, like, say what you want about Cam Newton's play. I I certainly do. We have obviously differing opinions with the four of us in here. That dude wearing what like a white or the reds would look it'd so be, fire. Oh, like be dope that dude hell. can rock a uniform, man. Like his steez is off the charts. Uh, that white helmet, the, the Pat Patriot. They got to go back to those. They are fire. Yeah, so you got to get him out of black and blue. We like we can't get anything from him other than that. We've just seen him in blue and black and white his entire career. Put him in red. Put him in purple. He'll look great. I filled out 16, 16 – uh, options for this draft you know just to make sure i had one for everything pat patriot no patriots helmet made my list here i i don't like pat patriot oh, i don't like the patriots current sick. uniforms i don't know i might have I four white dislike, helmets on my list yeah. i actively dislike pat patriot the logo i think their current logo and uniforms are very mid the only thing i like is the throwback reds with all white the white helmet like spags is saying i think that's the only jersey that i'd give an above average grade for the patriots yeah why yeah. i think i'm going to come in last right yeah, but that's. I'll, I'll say joke. this: Spats is my favorite helmet, but I, I just I can't get on board Pat Patriot. I'm sorry. I don't want to give away any picks. I don't think anybody's gonna pick it. But the '90s Patriots uniforms that like the blue and whites, and they had. Take like, it back. Uh, those are fire too. Those are, those fire. are sick. Yeah. Like the like tie the, the one in the tie law one. Yeah, that we were talking yeah. about. Earlier. They should that's be wearing that as a throwback. I don't understand. I don't and understand. They can't. Like they don't have to wait for anything. They don't. That's have to what ask I'm for saying. <laughs> that's all right. Sorry, I knew Ryan. people weren't going to be happy. I've been thinking about it all day. Since it was a good run, they I they should wear those happy. jerseys. The reason why they they have they sell them in the flipping pro shop for God's sakes. Where they the sell with new jerseys? players right on them. Come like on, they're, they're, they have like Gilmore ones. Right. Yep. Ridiculous. So Anyways, it's my turn. Do it. Specs just said it. White helmets are elite. The the mm-hmm. Houston Oilers helmets from back uh-huh. in like the eighties. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was the, a dope. The best helmets, like I, that was my number one pick. Those are the best helmets of all time. That was, that was one of the ones in the grouping I had mentioned. Look at that. We all got our number one pick. How about that? Yeah, red, red, white, and blue on a white helmet. Can't beat it. Um, yeah, those were number one for me. Warren Moon. I'm. I bought a Warren Moon jersey like three days ago because we talked about this draft, and I was looking at mm-hmm. pictures, and I was like, that's that's a cool jersey. So I bought that. And then Earl Campbell is like one of my favorite players of all time. Yep. So glad to have gotten that one. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to make it back to me, but that was one of the ones in that group of five I was yeah. talking about. Is very nice. Helmet. Very with Coming back around, the Falcons 1970s helmets, the red ones oh, red. with oh. the gold and black stripe down the middle. I, I don't know if anybody else likes them. I They're the best so helmets. Cool. They're so cool. Gold, just a slight little bit of gold on the outside of the black stripe just sets it off. It's very Atlanta to me, too. Like, if a helmet represents a city, ugh. Love that. So 70s Falcons uniforms. That's my second pick. 
for me, th- this might be a, I don't know if anybody has it, but I, I loved the, the Brian Bosworth Seahawks that those, those gray helmets that matched the, you know, kind of the Royal blue. Um, yep. It almost like Patriot esque if the Patriots were to wear kind of more Royal blue jerseys. I like that. The, the green in there, that color scheme's nice. Um, it reminds me of, like the Hartford Whalers. Like I always love those jerseys being in a, being a hockey guy. So um, yeah, those the gray Seahawks. I think it what was that in the, the early nineties, like the 90s. Bo Jackson. Yeah, the nineties. Yep. All right, there you go. I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path here. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns. No, I'm just kidding. No, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> worst, worst jerseys ever, um, or worst uh, helmets ever. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go same state though. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Those are dope, dude. I love you know just the just the stripes going across. I mean, it's just so cool. Uh, so Cincinnati Bengals, my pick in the second round. Right, and that's I, one, just real quick. That's yeah, that's never going to change. They're never going to yeah. change those helmets. And they, they should change them a little bit this year, but yeah. it's yeah, the, the core right. design should stay. But the, the stripes yeah. and that's it. The, yeah, they'll never change it. Yeah, I uh, I'm thrilled because I, I I mentioned that top five. The only one that's gone right now is that Oilers. So I get my number two here. And that's uh, the 49ers current logo or helmet, oh, which is yeah, that, the, which is just, they, it's been yeah. their helmet since the 60s. Minor tweaks. They tried to change it. I don't know if you guys know that story. They tried to change yeah. it. Got such backlash that they immediately yeah. reverted, which good for them. For it was like the 49, right? They put it yeah. in there. It was like, yeah. awful. It was terrible. And th- I think for my money, the 49ers have the best uniforms in football, maybe in all of pro sports. Um, I'm, t- I'm telling you, people are. I, I'm hoping to get some back with this 49ers pick, but um, the best right, uniforms, I, that was gonna be my next yeah, pick. Yeah, I like great. the gold. Yep, great helmets. Uh, I hope they never change them. They haven't for 50 years at this point, so I hope it never does. And then my next pick is probably one that not pe- many people are going to think about. Um, the Washington football team, current ones with no logo, just the numbers on the side. Uh, I'm, I think 49ers have the best jerseys in football. Washington might have my favorite colorway in football. Obviously, their old helmets had the logo that you know was problematic for very solid reasons. So I'm not going to pick those, but growing up before I realized the issues with it, I was a big fan of those two. I think Sean that the Taylor. numbers, yeah. I think that the no logo, just the big old like old school numbers on the side, absolute fire. The burgundy and gold. Uh, I hope that they keep Washington football team forever and keep these exact helmets, the exact uniform. Mm-hmm. I love it. So that's my number third pick is the current Washington football team. It's cool. I like it. I like it. It's a good pick. Uh, I'm torn here. I'm torn. Like Natalie and Brulia. Oh my god, that's a, that's a throwback for anyone <laughs> that got that one. Uh, probably no one, but that's okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the sticking with the theme of the white helmets, uh, the white helmets with the uh, with the buck, it the, just like the old school creamsicle, the one? old school creamsicle helmets. Yeah, that's love, good one. love it. You, and, uh, you stole yeah. Stephen Neal from me last week. You stole the creamsicle bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that one. So I'm going, uh, I'm going the old school Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Helmet. I will say, I put a rule on myself that I was only including one variation from any team. And if you guys picked any team, even one, the one that I'm not picking, I'm not taking them. They were their like 97 to 2013 one was the other of my top five. I, okay. I think the Bucks have had a great helmet history. The creamsicle would have been high up there too, but I like that one just a little bit more. But they both would have been like top five. You can pick. You can pick no, the Bucks. No, I put I put a rule on myself. Okay, so right. that that okay. one's out for me. But I just wanted to shout it out because I think it's a there great too. Ice bags. Yeah, this one has a lot of history too, but not picking the current one. The the Cowboys white um, with the with the blue. I like those those throwback ones. They wear them on Thanksgiving. Yep, that's cool. Cowboys have. Just the star, I mean, it's iconic, you know? Yeah, and it comes back to me. It's a team that I I grew up hating, just the worst. But the New York Giants helmets, 
are just the the details in those helmets are so good to me. The big ass numbers on the back with the the, the slight the little bit of red in the the helmets. So their current helmet with the big NY, yep. the the white face mask. I I just think they're very clean. Those uniforms they're 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 clean. They're plain, but I think they're very good. So the the current Giants helmet is mine. And then this is tough for me, but I, I made a rule on myself just like Ryan did. I I wasn't gonna include more than one color helmet. I wanted four different colors, um, so I'm going to go with the Kelly Green Eagles, like the 1980s, mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham, Vinny Papali, or whatever that guy's name was. Those those <laughs> Kelly Green helmets with the the bird. I think whoever decided to put just eagle wings on the helmets should it's be worth Vikings, millions of dollars. The Vikings tried to do the same thing, but their Viking horns are just flat; they don't pop. The eagle right. wings. I didn't know pop. what they were. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, so the, the Vikings could have a sick helmet if they redesigned it. But the Eagles as got, a kid, Eagles I had no right. idea what the Vikings helmet like. I, I was like, "What the hell is that?" They look is like that... Italian horns, not like <laughs> yeah. actual yeah. like Viking helmet. Horns. Like they should exactly. be the Rams, right? Yeah, you know. It's like, so that's yeah. that's my last pick is the Eagles with the the wings, Kelly Green, the the seventies version. There you go. All right, bags. Final pick, sir. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, as much as I'd like to pick a, another Dallas one. I, I really like the um the the Steelers ones the the old with the white the the yeah. yellow with the the black stripe on it. Yep. Um, I like that color scheme too. I like how all the you mean like the old like the old school ones? No, like they, they've worn them a couple times. Yeah, like the yellow used, the yellow the yellow ones, ones, right? And they I don't know if they have the logo on the side, but um, yeah, it's I logo like on the, one side. Just like yeah, I like yeah. that color scheme. Uh, and like I like I said, I like how Pittsburgh all their pro sports teams are all the same colors. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that. As much as I hate that team, um, I'm gonna go with the with the Steelers. That's odd. That's odd. I won't. All right, I won't go variation either for for you guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little out there, and this might lose me the the thing, but I don't really care. Uh, I'm gonna go with the throwback AFL Bills helmets. Uh, I just think it's so cool. Like. And I was reading something. I was reading something today about it because I just think it's hysterical. Like any any ones that I do care. It's true. I, I do. <laughs> He's not lying. I do care. Uh, but but um, you know anyone that has like an animal on there, right? It's always like this like fierce animal and like they're like doing something. Yeah. And the buffalo one, they just the buffalo is just like chilling. They're just standing there, like not doing anything, not moving, just like ah, yeah, just hanging out. And I just think it's I think it's awesome. So uh, that's that's my pick there. My favorite thing about those ones, just real quick, is it was a white helmet, and then they painted all the way around it in blue and left the the white in the the shape of the buffalo. So when the helmet would chip, it would just look like a weird blob of white on the mm-hmm. side of the helmet. So there, there are pictures like O.J. Simpson when he played with just like a big-ass blob on one side of his helmet of white. So I love that. I think that's it's unique that they used to do it like that. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the old, like the white ones. Oh, the white ones with the the, the white oh, with gotcha. the red with the red yeah. buffalo. See, I would I would have put the wrong. I had I had the variation yeah. on my list that you're talking about, Keith. No, I think I think the Bills like uniforms and helmets like start to current yeah. have been have been strong. So I'm wrapping it up here. I got four of my top six picks. I'm pretty happy with this. I'm sure I'll get like five percent of the vote in the uh, Twitter draft. But I'm gonna wrap it up with the Rams 2000 to 2016, like what they played against the Patriots in the first Super Bowl they played in. Uh, I, we were talking about the Eagle having the Eagle wings, the Rams do the Ram horns coming off of it, circling around. I think they got it perfect with their colors in that era. They've gone too far with it currently. I think they need to scale it back. 
I love the throwback Rams uniforms more, but yeah. I like this helmet version better. The gold. Uh, yeah, the it's like a dark blue and like a darker gold. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll have the picture pulled up. I'll send it to you for the graphic. But like uh, that's that's what I'm going to wrap up the draft with. I want to also shout out the Saints' current helmets and the Ravens' current helmets. Those would have been my yeah. next two picks. Nice. I had uh, uh honorable mention. The Saints' 70s helmets, the gold. Uh, mm. It was like a lighter gold with a very basic fleur-de-lis. Um, and then I had the 90s Rams just with the yellowish kind of gold instead of the, the darker gold. Yeah. Um, and then the Raiders just they've they haven't changed it in like a hundred years, and yeah. it's because they got it right. So those are good. Nice. I have, a, I have one helmet question for you guys before we get out of here. Shout how out, we, shout out our boy Dark, yeah, dark Blue dark Gold. gold. Uh, how do we feel about the Jets helmets? Because I kind of like them. I've always nope. kind of been a fan of the Jets, the classic, just like old school football with the white ones. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those were on my yeah, list. Very good. I, yeah, they were they were further down on my list. I didn't think I was gonna have to get there, and I didn't. But I, I'm a fan of those. I was curious how we were gonna feel. Those are one of my favorite uniforms of all time. And then they yeah. whatever they change to now, like they're yeah, horrible. Those like I think, I think that terrible. when you look at them and you think of like Chad Pennington and Lavernius Coles, like that that yep. era Jets jerseys and helmets. Big so I played I played with the I was just in a Madden league and I had the Jets in the Madden league, mm-hmm. and I wore the black alternate jerseys. With mm. those white throwback helmets, it was pretty dope. Yeah, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Absolutely. But uh, you know what was on my list too was the Packers. Yep. Packers, another yep. like iconic one. And then another crazy one for me is the is the old 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 Broncos one. Yes, Not that was the Broncos the last one, one with the D on it. Oh, okay. Nope, that was mine. Because the Broncos one with the D on it, the thing is cool. But the one with the, like the bucking Bronco with the orange helmet, like was yeah, it's, yeah, it's like so almost a cowboy wild. on it. Yeah, 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 it's like so wild, but it's it's a I I love the look of that helmet. So I, football has done better than other sports in not making their logos worse over time. Like the NBA the '90s logos were just so much better, but though that is one, the Broncos are one where they've just gotten progressively worse as they've gone. Yes. But that yeah, that D with the horse coming out of the D, that was the last one on my list. That's, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. There's one, uh, some of the USFL ones and the CFL. Yeah. They oh, are yeah. really dope. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, who's the one? Who's the team? I can't think of the name, but they have like the goggles around, and it's like goggles, like they go like this. I can't. Oh, the remember. Barnstormers. The that's Iowa it. Barnstormers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. it's just so cool. Like, like that's AFL. arena league, right? Oh, yep. AFL. I mean, it's yep. just arena. so cool. It's yeah. arena league. Yeah. Same. So, and I, yeah. before we go off, if you guys want, we can add one more category: college helmets, because there are like a billion college oh my helmets. God, there's so many. And I wanted to talk college helmets so bad, but it's an NFL podcast and all that stuff. Well, it's not um, just that. There's like. There's like nine million of them. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. I, the only, I, I would know that UCLA is my first overall pick, and I have no clue where to go from there. Yeah, <laughs> I I was just thinking like Alabama has great ones because they're yeah. classic. Yeah. Texas with the Longhorn on right. it, mm-hmm. that's the most classic thing you like. You see Florida with the Gator, or even like the the G Oklahoma. Just just some great helmets. Dude, we could do we could do a whole we could do a whole draft just with Oregon helmets. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. could absolutely. So. But this has been a lot of fun. So anyway, so uh, so let's just I'll go through. Yep. Let's go through quickly and just so Ryan, why don't you? We'll go in order. So Ryan, me, Spags, and then Keegan. So Ryan, what's your what's your four? All right. So I got the Dolphins nineteen ninety seven to two thousand twelve helmets, the 49ers current helmets, the Washington Football Team's current helmets that have just the numbers on the side, not the offensive logo, and uh, the Rams two thousand to two thousand sixteen helmets where they had that dark dark blue and dark gold variation, not the yellow that came before, the bright blue that's current. 
Yep, nice, nice. Yep. Uh, so mine are the old, the throwback chargers, the original chargers uh, with the lightning bolt and the numbers. Uh, the uh, Bengals helmets, the Buccaneers helmets, the uh, the creamsicle Buccaneers helmets, and the old, old, old AFL Bills helmet with just the standing buffalo. I got Pat the Patriot white helmets, uh, the Brian Bosworth era Seahawks gray ones, the Dallas Cowboys white helmets with the blue stripe down the middle, and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, yellow and black ones. Yeah, and I had uh, the Houston Oilers helmets from back way back in the 70s, the 70s Falcons with the gold stripe, the current New York Giants, and then the Eagles 70s, uh, Kelly Green, Randall Cunningham era. Bro, Spags, Spags just knows how to play to the audience, man. He knows how to play to the audience. I mean, he's, he's not an idiot. Yeah, he know? goes for the classics. You know, he, he, he can't, can't argue against Those are fire regardless. Listen, for me, it would have been Pat Patriot number one. Even though that's my number two favorite, I would have picked him number one just because – how do you not, you know? I mean, I almost did it. My dad was like, oh, Pat Patriot easily. And I was like, ah, the Chargers helmets are so it's, cool, yeah, though. I, just, you know? I, I, I had to speak my truth on that. I just I couldn't couldn't pander to, couldn't pander for the votes when it's not in my heart. I know it's in Spag's heart, and I'm glad he got it. So here's, <laughs> here's one question here. Dark Blue, our, our buddy Dark Blue Gold here. Not sure if discussed, but do you want to keep the silver helmets of Pat even without the silver pants? Or would like to see white? I don't know. I mean, the silver helmets are the silver helmets. Like, they're fine. I, I think I think the... The Patriots jerseys are are a mess right now. Yeah. Like they're, you know, you don't need the the black. Like we're not doing a color rush anymore. You don't need the dark yeah. on the dark. You just don't. Like it just it, it looks doesn't look good. So I'd like to see them switch back to silver pants to wear I, the dark yeah. with the silver or white pants. But like, but you don't need to wear the dark. It's just it doesn't make any sense. I hate that. I want a new logo entirely. Not going back to one. Just a brand new one. I don't have any designs in mind for it, but I want a new one. But I want that like pale red and white as the rest of the colors. Pat's pulled that throwback logo, just, just without the, the Patriots Patriot. logo. Just the guy with the flag, elite. With it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, the 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 biggest issue I have with the Patriots is they haven't called their defense to silver bullets ever since <laughs> they had silver helmets, and that pisses me off because they've right. had like a million chances. They've had great defenses, and they just refuse to do it. So they don't deserve a silver helmet. I think that they should just point. get a plain blue helmet until they can figure things out. That's a great point. So, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here before Spags dies of, of heat stroke over there. Eighty nine right now. You're lucky I lasted fifty six <laughs> minutes without, up, without passing out. I'm up in a loft right now that has two skylights just pounding sun in all day and no ventilation other than a ceiling fan. Yeah, right there with you. Oh, the two Beautiful. Ryan's are gonna die on us. It was it probably right, peaked at like one ten. You're gonna be puking like Dylan Bundy. Uh, anyways, all right, so that's, that's it. Gross. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week uh, with another draft. I don't know. Who knows what we're going to do? It'll be fun. We'll have another guest on, we think. And uh, and don't forget to vote uh, on Twitter for who you think won. If you're listening, you already know uh, who they are, but it will be anonymous. And so, uh, you know, go out there and vote. All right? Thanks, yeah. guys. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, Please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease next week's draft. The best free agent signings in Patriots Whoa. history. So we're going to be doing that one. We'll, we'll try to get a, a guest. If we can't get anybody else, maybe Karen will come back on because I like the four-person draft. It flows a little bit better. So best go. free agent signings in Patriots history. Yeah, thanks like for it. having me, guys. It was a ton of fun. All right, guys. It's great. Hey, listen, I'm, well, Kieran's, Kieran's welcome on any time because, you See. know, he has he has opinions that other people don't agree with, so we'll beat him in the draft. It's great. I'm, I'm Brian. I just don't fight on Twitter all day. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.